This is it. What? Fettuccine with the team, we getting lit. What? Got it rolled up. Now who really trying to hit? One. Puff, puff. Then we pass. Then we pass. Then we pass. This is it. What? Fettuccine with the team, we getting lit. What? Got it rolled up. Uh oh. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, uh, uh oh. Holla back, young. Woo, woo. What's going on? Look who it is. Look who's back. It's another Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what that means. It's time for the Herbal Tea Podcast. <laughs> What's going on with you? So it's good. You all right? Man, guess who's back? Guess who's back in the streets? Who back? Back in the streets. Who back? Guess who's back? I know your feet hurt. Because you stay in the streets. All the time. Stay in the streets. All the fucking time. I mean, if you're going to be out there, you might as well I mean, go on and hit us with it. But it's your man, Earth Tone. And your man, The Real Peasy. And it's the Herbal Tea Podcast. What's going on? Episode what, what, what? 50, 55. 55, 55. Five, five. Nickel, nickel, nickel. Double nickel, nickel on them. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. You ain't, you ain't have your 55 jersey. I know. I should have brought you it back the wrong one. It's all cool, though. It's cool because I wanted to get him a, you know what I mean? Like a prelude. Come on. A prelude? You know what I'm saying? And then hit him with the boom, boom. They get the actual factual. And now they got a reason to dive in. But what we going to give it to him? You know we got to bring it to him live in effect. You already know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are here mm-hmm. for another round of In These Streets. You already know, and I'm your street correspondent, the real peasy. And um, it's just been going on crazy. I have a lot of shout outs to give, a lot of shout outs, but we're gonna start with how we like to start it with the needle drop. Oh, you know, I love the needle drop. A couple tunes, big tune upon them. Mm. We want to throw it them. Mm. We're Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's start with Shay Diamond. Okay, Shay. Shay Diamond got a track. I am America. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We were just listening to that jam. Yeah, just listening to that. It came out in 2020, but you know the needle drop is not exclusive to what just came out last week. Of course not. It's you know all encompassing, universal. Whenever the fucking shit dropped, and we got some oldies on here, you'll see. Because you know it ain't no such time as like. Such thing as time, anyway. Like Ain't time no is like a right. It's a construct. Yeah, exactly. Period. So you know what I'm saying. I'm as old as I always been. We just here. Period. We just babies. I mean. All right. So uh, Shay Diamond. For those that don't know, mo, those that don't know, she is an artist out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Trans artist, and you know, signed to Asylum Records back mm. in 2017. Okay. And, you know, she's doing her thing. Dope. Got a couple of jams like that out there, but I am America. Check that out. I am America. Got Luca Silvera. Mm. He uh, he is another trans artist, and um, you know, they're based out of Brazil. Ooh. And I just happened to come across this on a couple of po- uh, pod playlists, or excuse me, pride playlists. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of them popping up everywhere, so I want to see who they got. You know, you know what I'm saying? Girl. And then do my deep dive and Due see diligence. if they, exactly, see if they really popping. Heard you. So, Lucas Silvera has the track, I Am Your Man. Came out in 2011. Okay. Now we got a new one, Lakia. Lakia from Quality Control, newly mm. signed. Mm. She is officially out. Ink you still wet. Saying? Ink still wet. You already know. Q Plus Artist got a track with Lotto called Manja Business hey. that samples that uh one hit wonder, get fucked up, get fucked 
Get fucked up. Get fucked up. Get fucked up. Mm-hmm. You already that's know. The jam. We see you, Hitmaker. That's who produced that, right? <laughs> Hitmaker. <laughs> I, I heard the tag, so it was a okay. Hitmaker. I'm, oh, boy. I remember him. I'm not privy to his production work, but I do remember him as Young Come Berg. Come on, Young Berg. I remember him from that, those days. Of course. Anyway. He's been around for a minute. We got Cobra, you know, with a song called Good Puss. Good Puss. I just want to go down, get some good hand, get some good puss. Hey. You already know. Housey Jam for you. Okay. We got a, another artist, mm. Ian Isaiah. Okay. Ian Isaiah, you know, I know him from working a lot with Jungle Pussy. And this is a queer artist, you already know. Um, he's done a couple of guest appearances on her track. He's got a song called Bedroom. And that shit is kind of next level for some R&B shit. Really? You know how we do, though. Like, we just, we out here, like, changing the world and shit. I love the Q-plus community stepping up, doing they shit, getting deals, signing left and right, putting out crazy music. I love it. I love to see it. Switching it up. And just doing it. Doing them. We love it because it's boring out here. Yeah, man, shake that shit up. Let's go for real. So shout out to Ian Isaiah. Word. And we got Baby Mother. Baby Mother. Baby Mother. Come on, Baby Mother. She out here. I love her. With Eat Cherry Soda. Mm. You know what I'm saying? She just put out a mixtape earlier this year. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it is definitely something you should check out. This song is one of the highlights from it. Okay. Um, then we got Jackie Shane mm. from the 50s era, throwing mm. it all the way back. Um, kind of came up on around Little Rich's time frame. She is known as one of the earliest publicly out trans people who was actually out performing. Wow. She's got a pretty interesting story. I suggest you go check her out, check her music out, and you know get into her life because she's lived a pretty interesting life considering... Like nobody was doing what she was doing. Fam, like around that time, she really did come through. Okay. Um, we got a track that you might be familiar with. This is Queen Pen and Michelle and Cello. Mm. And this is um said to be one of the earliest rap records that explicitly talked about um. Same sex, uh, same sex attractions. Mm. Same sex attractions. Okay, you already know. So, um, it's a track called "Girlfriend" that remakes Michelle and Deggio Cello's "Boyfriend." Mm-hmm. And I have never heard the song, but I heard you was familiar with that song. Oh, I didn't know you never heard it. I didn't know that a particular song, and I definitely didn't know the Queen Pen record. Yeah, but I know Michelle and Deggio Cello was one of those alternative chicks that you would see on BET a lot, like late at night. Yes. You know what I'm saying? She was one of those. She had that platform, and that's how, like, I guess I know her. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but she, it, it originally came out, I forgot, it was sometime in the 90s, but she was one of those, like, artists, like a Macy Gray type that was just, she stood mm-hmm. in her own lane. Like, she, nobody was really doing anything she was doing. Look at that. Look and at she that. had that song, um, If That's Your Boyfriend, If That's Your Boyfriend, If That's Your Boyfriend, it wasn't last night. Trying to throw that Like, one. she threw in the whole, like, cynical, comedic, twist to the like lyrics and she played guitars and instruments and shit like she was ill but as soon as I heard that the the, because they sampled the actual song the Mm, lyrics right right I was like oh shit that's hard is this a remake I I recognized it right away so that's crazy there it is and Queen Pen so Queen Pen has had like a history of you know pretty much discussing openly 
her sexuality ever since she made this song. Mm. And it's kind of been the thing that, you know, a lot of people keep asking her. And, you know, considering the time it was, whether she is or isn't, because she still doesn't publicly I was about to say, say I ain't know Queen Pen was... Yeah, she, she it's because she did this song, but she also never discloses whether she is straight or whether she yeah, is yeah. gay. And of course, and this, I respect that as this well. time frame, you know what I'm saying? I I would definitely, you know, we, we understand what that is. Because mm-hmm. listen, look, look how long it took for us to get here. Absolutely. So shout out, you know, Queen Penny Day Yochello. Um, Status updates I got for y'all. You know Uh-oh. what I'm saying? Um, I just want to throw out there our wonderful set is featured in the New York Times. Damn. Listen. That's hard. It's kind of here. That's hard. Shen, Shen, we yeah. out here doing little things. We got to frame it. Like, get, get a cutout and frame it and, like, put it like. Oh, shit. Well, you already know it's widely searchable if you know my real name. Mm-hmm. Actually, you could just search. Actually, you could search up either IKP or whatever. It's out there in New York Times, like. It's it, that's kind of like it did important. That. It did that. It's important. That's so hard. shout out to them. I appreciate be, uh, y'all throwing me up there. Um, shout out to Scissor for coming out. Come on, Scissor. You know what I'm saying? It's, as part of the Q Plus community, thank you, Sister. Yes. Although you didn't, you don't owe us any of this, but yes. we're definitely grateful for the more visibility. We love it. For sure, for sure. Uh, shout out to oh, she did just celebrate the fifth year of Control. Mm. Her, her major label debut. She had some extra songs to that bitch. We're going to check that out. We, we gonna have to check on. that out because that album was hard. For like sure. She had some jams on there. Um, shout out to the state of New York who officially is adding the X gender marker for trans and non-binary people so that it's, you're able to have that on your license, official state license. Dope. This is happening on June 24th. So it's gonna be official. You'll be able to, you know, everybody in in that community will be able to have that designation on their official state license. Dope. That's hard. Or ID. That's hard. Period. You already know. Okay. Um, under the state's gender recognition act. Um, shout out to Laverne Cox being the first trans woman to have a Barbie. You know, officially oh, made. Barbie, look at that. made by Mattel. That's fly. You know, that's kind of, you know, it's definitely a big, big look. Um, you know, obviously considering all the things that go into that, we don't even get go there. But happy recent birthday to her, Gemini Queen. And so the doll was a commemoration for her 50th birthday. That's fly. Happy so birthday. Happy birthday. And so congrats. Like, that's dope. Big, big. Comes with three outfits and it costs about $40. Mm. Shout out to Aoki just being on Legendary Girl. Mm. You know, we know Aoki is um, the cousin of Bugs Gutter mm-hmm. and being on the Circle um, web series. So she definitely was on Team uh, House of Yamamoto, I think. Mm. Okay. On, on Legendary. So I saw her get I haven't hot. seen the season yet. Word. I've Shout seen out a to couple that. episodes. That's, huge. That's very big. Very big. You know what I'm saying? I saw a couple of episodes. You're ready, and you know she was being Ioki. Mm-hmm. If anybody knows Ioki mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. so shout out to her. Dope. Shout out to Justine Lindsay. Justine, Justine, Justine Lindsay, first openly trans cheerleader for the NFL for the Carolina Panthers team, Top Cats. So the pussy's really out of the bag. Okay, okay. So Come on, cheerleaders, <laughs> NFL cheerleaders. You already know how stepping we stepping it up. Diversifying, I like it. 
Shout out to BET Plus hosting or, you know, having B-Boy Blues, the movie. Fam. <clears throat> Fam. Somebody saw it already. This is a big deal right here, first of all. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a big deal because that's like a storied, like long story, deep rooted gay novel, particularly in the black gay space. Um, B-Boy Blues has been around for a while. Uh, the author, uh, uh, what am I? Uh, Hardy Earl, Earl uh, Hardy. James Earl Hardy. James Earl Hardy. James Earl Hardy. Um, I actually had the privilege of getting a sneak peek uh, early screening um, of the movie. This was back in like February. Um, so they posted. I mean, it was it wasn't nothing special. They just posted. I followed Give them on flowers. IG. <laughs> they posted it up there. If you're around, you want to taste it, so you just DM them real quick. You get the link. Boom, boom, boom. But it was dope. They screened it at the Magic Johnson Theater. We saw the whole movie. Then the cast was there for a Q&A right afterwards. So it was crazy. Shout out. Um, your man was there. Jesse was there. Um, James was there. The other man. Who my other man? The other man. Big Brian. Oh, Big Brian was there. He got a, you know what I mean? He out there with the, the, the cameo and all of that. Shout out to Brian. He had a whole he had a whole moment in the, in the movie. So, so definitely going to check that out. And yeah. I definitely would give my assessment of it. Next month, for okay. Sure. Oh, yeah, you got to check it out. I got to check it out. I have not seen it yet, but I just want to make sure I give it to give it to uh BET for that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shout out to Queen Latifah, Mm-mm. she is launching a campaign with Nova Dis, Nova Nordisk. Excuse me, hold on. Oh, yeah, get a swig. You all right? You good over there? I don't want you crackling and hackling. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Sponsored by <laughs> this. This sip has been sponsored by Tequila. Shh, you already know. <laughs> All right, Queen Latifah. What she did? Come on, Jers. She has a campaign with Novo Nordisk called "It's Bigger Than Me" mm-hmm. because she is basically not beginning, but you know, uh, giving a a larger platform to the conversation around obesity. Mm. She was, you know, with her trainer and her trainer one day, you know, they was, they was doing a health checkup and, you know, this is where she was told by her trainer at that point that she was uh, considered obese. Wow. So, um, you know, taking that, she was saying basically it's not really about, it's not really about weight. It's really about a health thing. And you got to think about it like when a doctor tells you that that's just one doctor visit, you, you know, have to you have to take care of whatever your health is or whatever condition it is over time. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to, you know, lose weight, then, you know, don't think of it as like, oh, my doctor said I'm, I'm fat. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of changing the conversation around obesity and not making it, you know, not making it something to be ashamed of. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I'm considered obese, and I've been told that by my doctors, mm. and I always took it personally. Wow. Especially, you know, going through, you know, the time that they would tell, to tell me that. But, you know, at the same time, this is exactly why, you know, this needs to be talked about. This mm. is a journey. It's not about that one time. It's about, you know, getting yourself to where you want to be with your weight and knowing, knowing about What's going on with your health? So shout out to Queen for that. Wow, that's dope. That's crazy. Um, oh, and she kind of dropped this nugget that, you know, when she first started performing, 
she actually did a um, a New Year's Eve event at San Francisco at a San Francisco gay club, mm. and lo and behold, Tupac was popped up, and just was giving it up in the whole situation. Interesting, right? Interesting. Isn't it? Isn't it? I always say, yo, what a tidbit. Tupac would have been by. And out yeah. if he'd no, been, if like he had survived. I've always felt like that though. Listen, I've always and I've always respected just his openness yeah. like that. So he was That's he was dope. one of the realest ones back then. You already know. That's hard. So Queen sharing that little tidbit of, of history there, mm. very reaffirmed. We appreciate that shit. Okay. Shout out to our man here, Isaiah Rashad. Wow. Who did a whole long form interview with long the form. morning. One and only Joe Budden. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Did you happen to see some things there? I mean, there? first of all, Jers stand up. <laughs> I mean, right? You got Queen Lala. Uh, you just gonna go right into Joe and think I ain't gonna? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. But, I mean, but um, yeah, I did see it actually. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of info. A lot was not necessarily revealed, but he's. I mean, this is pretty much the first time he's publicly and openly speaking about the situation. After speaking about the leaked videos. Exactly. Speaking about where his state was. For sure. He got to like some real points. Of course, you assume uh, what he, or mad, try to imagine what he could have been going through when it leaked, but he, he put it all out there like he had, you know, you got to go watch it, but it was it Definitely got to go um, watch it. And I felt, I felt <laughs> it interesting that he felt comfortable going and having that conversation with Joe Button. Um... Of it made people. sense. Yeah, it made sense because if you watch the Joe Budden podcast, like he kind of, he makes it clear that he's like an ally. He gives it up. Like, and he this really is does. I was going to ask you, have we, you know, have we invited him to the allyship of the show? Well, he ain't really been putting out no music, so we ain't really had to, you know what I mean? Yeah, we had to talk about it. It would have definitely, if he had something out that for us to review, he would have definitely been on that, like an ally today. For he, sure. He definitely caught him. Shout out. So here's just a couple of things that I picked up. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I didn't know he was, you know, he had kids, first of all. Yep. Four kids. Yep. Three girls and one boy um, diagnosed with autism and shit. Yep. Um, and this is the biggest one because I just, he actually did try to commit suicide. Yes. As a result of all of this. Yes. And I just looking at the rest of the interview and his disposition and like kind of where he's coming from. He is out to his family, but not out to the public. Mm-hmm. And he also gives me like somebody who doesn't realize that they're stars. He says that though in the interview, because mm-hmm. that's why he was saying like why he was recording it, why he was doing what he was doing. He was kind of being reckless, but he didn't grasp the fact of his stardom. He didn't mm-hmm. grasp the power of his stardom. He's right. thinking like, oh, I'm just a young nigga on TD. Yeah. Kendrick the man, everybody looking at him. I'm just in the shadow. Blah, blah, blah. I'm on a bench. Which tells me that he might be a little naive. He's young. He is young, but not that young. Mm. He's 30. Is he? Yes. 31, I believe. Okay. So while that's not Damn, that I young. I didn't know that. It's not that old, but it's not that young. It's not that young. But, but I didn't realize he was But at old. the same time, people be on their journeys for whatever time. Like, you know, we're still, like, us as black people, we're still trying to figure it out. Where, where like, you know. And we was one that started it, nah. And See. not even necessarily him being young, but like him being 
like a rookie almost still in the industry and in a game. Yeah, like, and then having to go through all of this. So I don't think, you know, he was even ready. You know, no. of course he wasn't ready, no. but I just don't think he, you know, had the capacity to grasp everything yeah. all at once. Of course not. And I, mean, I, you know, even when, just for me, like even when I came out, I didn't have to come out to the world, but coming out to my parents was the scariest thing. So if I was on that level, doing what I love to do, I can only imagine how that would have shook everything Man. for me. So it doesn't really matter like how old he is. I'm just saying like, um, I just appreciate him for you know coming to terms with it and that he's still here with us. Absolutely. After going through something like that, because that's not serious or that's very serious business. And you already know, telling you from personal experience, I've been there. So, Absolutely. So that's where it's at. Um, so big up to Isaiah Rashad. I can't wait to hear the new music, for real, for real. I'm really, we're all here for it. He gave Joe Budden the title and didn't tell the rest of he the world. He hyped, too. He He's hyped hyping, about it. So like, I can't wait. That's a good sign. It's a yep. good sign. And that is the streets. You already know. Ooh, that's where we at. The streets is burning up. Burning. A lot burning of needle up. drops, a lot of topics, mm-hmm, a lot of hot topics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, you know, once we go through all of that, it gets a little, you know, it's get, the, the streets get a little hectic. Hectic. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you want to go home, you want to wash the day off, get you a little glass of wine, maybe a Damn. Chardonnay, maybe a... A nice Merlot. Need a hose down. I need you know a spa treatment, bitch. After a hoe down, you got to get the hose down. Mm. Mm. You see what I did there? I see what you did there. But um, we're going to go ahead and take it to another smoking session. In, in the, the smoking, smoking section. section. Come on, man. I feel like these is, you know, I miss these. We haven't done this in a while. Because they only round about, you know what I mean, once a month. The last now. time we did this. We didn't do this in May, did we? Did we? We skipped it in May? What happened in May? Did I go on vacation? I think you went on vacation. I mean, sometimes, you know. You know, so we had, before that, we didn't do this since February. Mm-mm. So we here. You sure? We didn't, get to, we didn't get to show the one in March. Damn, so you always bringing back that up. That I mean, you, what you want me to do? I wasn't about to say nothing, but then. <laughs> the <laughs> truth funny. is the truth. Listen, it is what it is. You already see the high life in the back. We already got the blunt lit. We got a bowl pack. You know what it is. But every time we get out here, we got a little question. We get inquisitive. You know what I'm saying? Get a little buzz going. The TAC get the floating around in the skull floating and all around. that. And I want to know some things. What you want to know? Who is Dennis Perrin? Dennis Perrin. Who is that? Sherlock Tone in the house. I mean, you know... You know, you feel us in. You know when I get back at it, right? Well, you know it's June, and June is Pride Month, of course. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, so of course, because of such, we want to dig a little deeper into the relationship between this marijuana thing we love, and of course the LGBTQ community, right? So, of course, it's known back in the day, the '80s and the '90s, matter of fact, the HIV/AIDS pan- epidemic. It was disproportionately affecting the the queer community like crazy. It was nasty, right? Still, while illegal, marijuana was one of the most effective treatments to kind of you know help with the aid and and easing some of the the effects. Really? Yeah, yeah. Even back then, so you know now it's kind of still not federally legal, 
in statewide, it's legal. Imagine. Recreational, it's legal. Mm-hmm. Medical marijuana been legal for a while now, but even medical marijuana wasn't legal back then. All money is legal. Yeah, so people couldn't get it prescribed. Of course, they was getting it still, but, you know, most of the people that were being affected was the queer community that was out in the streets already doing certain type of illegal activities, you know what I'm saying, getting illegal drugs. And weed was one of the remedies that they was using to help, you know, ease the nausea and a lot of other things. Um, but because they couldn't get it legally, this sparked a breakout of a lot of activists fighting and petitioning for legal access to medical marijuana. Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. kind of sparked a whole wave. So you got one activist in particular who stood out during this era, and that's who we got, my man Dennis. Dennis Perry. Right? So he was pretty much a weed dealer back in the day. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He was your weed man. He... um. He was a, he became an advocate um, who was based in San Fran in the 1970s. Started out smoking weed at 17, right? Served in Vietnam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, veteran. You know what I'm saying? Before he got discharged, he smuggled the p- two pounds back to the States with him. And then he went ahead and went to college at the College of San Francisco, courtesy of the GI Bill, of course. Okay, of course. You know what I'm saying? So he already got the weed on deck. He got a free ride to college. Mm-hmm. On the side, I'm going to go ahead and sling these nickel bags. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to sling these dimes, sling these nickels to these college kids. Exactly. So he was out here with He ended up buying a building. He put, he put like a grocery store on the bottom. He was slinging the trees from up top. It was kind of crazy. So right. he had this whole situation. Um... He had such a close relationship with marijuana. Of course, he knew and was well aware of some of the uh, medical attributes. Um, and he, you know, it hit even closer to home to him because his partner at the time was um, dying from AIDS. Mm-hmm. And he witnessed it firsthand how, you know, consuming the marijuana helped him. It eased him. Um, and it was, you know, one of the, the, the most potent treatments that he had access to at the time um so in the midst of all of this one night they in the crib 1990 right right, right? they get the knock on the door boom shit getting raided Ooh. home gets raided the police come in they find four pounds oh of the man. ooey gooey sticky icky four pounds four pounds, pounds. not ounces no pounds pounds Sheesh. a lot of weed it's a lot. It's a lot of weed. So automatically, Dennis is facing possession with the intent to sell. So it's it's looking ugly for him. It's looking scary. He might do a lot of time. It might not, you know, he might not be in a position to do anything for anybody. Wow. Um, but Jonathan, who was his lover, um, he actually ended up testifying that the weed was his. He was using it for, you know, medicinal purposes. And the charges got dropped. But unfortunately, on the other side of that, two weeks later, Jonathan passed, um, but that was the spark for Dennis to go ahead and, you know, make that his point to change the laws and decriminalize medical marijuana. That was that was the spark. You know what I'm saying? So he went through a crazy. It was a crazy story to get there, but it kind of was the spark that he needed to kind of go ahead and push. And he ended up joining other activists to go ahead and help write the ballot. Uh, the ballot initiative, Proposition P, mm-hmm. um, which essentially asked California to add marijuana to the list of uh, approved medicines to treat various illnesses, including AIDS, um, glaucoma, and cancer. So that passed with flying colors wow, wow. in 1991. 
Um, and then he would eventually go on to help write uh, Proposition 215, uh, which passed in 1996, and that was pretty much the legalization of medical marijuana in California. So, Since I mean, 96? 96, man. Wow. 96, you could get in dispensaries. It was kind of crazy. I had no idea it was um, that long ago. Yeah, yeah. Medical marijuana been kind of a thing for a minute. It was just like you couldn't easily get just now you could just go say oh, i got a headache or i got nausea or whatever you could say anything go get a card mm-hmm. it wasn't readily available back then it wasn't really hip it wasn't popular it wasn't a thing um but yeah them laws was getting passed back then and surprisingly he was actually opposed to recreational marijuana being passed um because he thought it would um be bad for the small farmers and then give you know the government too too much control over the industry so he was kind of against it. He wanted to keep it like small, independent, mom and pop. Right. But of course, you see how that go once they get the profits. And then they still ain't rectifying it on the, the judicial side because they ain't getting the people out who was wrongfully giving all of these crazy amounts of time for these pounds mm-hmm. on people slinging these pounds now. It's kind, it's kind of crazy. Um, but then it's actually passed in 2018, rest in peace, at the age of 71. Um, he was born in a BX. Believe it or not, okay. In 1946, I think that that's the same year my mom was born. It's crazy. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, Dennis. He was a man out here, man. He got he got a lot of things popping off. Medical yeah, marijuana. It, it eventually sparked, you know, because that led to recreational and recreational yeah. dispensaries, and you know how LA is now. So Dennis Parent, he had he had a lot he had a lot to do with that. That's amazing. That's incredible. Hey, he was a he was. He was a he GI. Was he was a, he's he was a, veteran. a veteran. He was a family. He was the weed man. Oh my God! All of that, man. Everything. <laughs> All of that. That's All a that. role model and a half. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and, and there it is, right there. Boom, bang, wop, wop, bang, boom. Mm-hmm. Bop, bada, bing, boom, pow. <laughs> <laughs> that boom, boom, pow. Mm-hmm. Them bitches jocking my style. Yeah, man. So 2008. You so 2008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and on that note. We're going to end it like we always like to end it. Pass that light up. You know what I'm saying? On a high note. Make it end it. What? Got it rolled up. Now who really trying to hit one? Puff, puff. Then we pass. Then we pass.